was in that parking lot. It's a really important part of my story, even though it was really, really painful. And I don't know if you look back at your life or in those spaces, the spaces of suffering, of grief, and you can sort of embrace some of the joys and some of the hard things that have shaped you into who you're becoming. Lent is a season in the church calendar where there's an invitation to look at our humanity, what it means for us to be human, and what it means for us to be humans in need of a God who made us and wants to be in relationship with us. So part of what we're doing in this season is telling stories of Jesus that lead us into a deeper relationship with who we are as human beings and what it means to be human, and a deeper relationship with God and what it means to be in relationship with a God who created us as human beings. And so we're going to start out our journey towards Easter, our journey towards resurrection with a story of a fight that two friends get in. This fight is between Peter and Jesus, and they're fighting over what Jesus is going to do next in his ministry. So I want to read the story from Matthew 16. I, re- I believe it starts in verse 21 and goes through 26. And um, Jesus, this is an interesting interaction, but he has some very strong things to say about what we do in these moments of our humanity, what we do in these moments uh, where we're trying to navigate our lives, make plans for our lives. And Jesus speaks some really profound things into not only how we inhabit those moments in our lives, but how we're supposed to, how we're invited to navigate life as people created in his image. But it starts with a fight with his friend, Peter. So let my phone load the scripture here. So I need a little uh, Jeopardy interlude music if anybody's good at Is that Jeopardy? (laughs) I don't know. It's great. I don't know what it was. Oh, we don't have the licensing. (laughs) Oh, that's good. I like it. Well, let's jump in on this uh, episode from Jesus' life with Peter. It says, from then on, Jesus began to tell his disciples plainly that it was necessary for him to go to Jerusalem and that he would suffer many terrible things at the hands of the elders, the leaders and priests, or leading priests, and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but on the third day he would uh, be raised from the dead. But Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him. Can you imagine this conversation? Peter taking Jesus aside and telling him what's what? For saying such things. Heaven forbid, Peter said, this will never happen. Jesus turned to Peter and said this. Got some strong words for Peter here. Get away from me, Satan. You are a dangerous trap to me. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Now, if we try to step in and understand what's going on here, Peter has a very strong opinions about what he sees. He's got great plans for Jesus' life, essentially. And Jesus' revelations about him suffering and dying are not in those plans. And they're arguing because Peter's own life 
is so tied to Jesus as a follower of Jesus that he's upset about the direction that he has for their collective life together. And so Jesus goes on to share this with his disciples in reference to the argument with Peter, but just about life in general. And he's got some perplexing, challenging, and inviting words to share. He says, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what you do, or, or what do you, <laughs> and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? Now, to us, we hear that phrase like uh, take up your cross, and it's kind of become a cliche slogan for Christianity, take up your cross. And we don't have a lot of meaning, or, or we, we, we maybe ascribe a lot of meaning to that. And maybe we lose the initial shock of that phrase for his initial hearers because the cross is an instrument of torture. The cross is an instrument of deep shame and pain. And what leader of any successful movement says, in order to follow me, there is an entering into that sort of pain? The truth is, Jesus is that sort of leader. Now, I said Lent is a season where we bring our suffering on the journey with Jesus to Easter. We serve a God who invites us to bring our pain into relationship with him. Because the truth of the matter is, to be human this side of heaven is to experience pain and suffering. One of the things I resonate with in this story, one of the things I resonate with in Peter's perspective, and I think back at that moment of me being in that park, parking lot and the end of that relationship with that girl, the reason it was so painful for me in the time is it was the end of a life that I had imagined. When we encounter grief and loss in our life, it's the end of a life that we had pictured. And we come to a place and a choice and a fork in the road, and we have to think again what it means for us to find and derive life, what it means for the soul, who we are in our inmost being to express itself in this world. And in that choice, I am so challenged, or in that moment, I'm so challenged by the words that are in there when he says, when you try to hang on to your life, you can lose it. And I remember those months after that breakup, going through every stage of grief, of denial, of anger, of bargaining, like, you know, the angry, like, uh, payback Taylor Swift songs were playing on my radio where I was like, I can find another you, John Mayer, that sort of thing. And I was trying to bargain with the situation. I go through all of those things. And all of those were attempt of the life that I had pictured holding on to me or me holding on to the life that I had pictured. And the truth is that some of us can get stuck in that place. P 
Pete Scazzaro, who's been a really uh, important voice in my life, the author of Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, puts it this way when he's describing these moments in our life where we have that choice to hang on or to let go and embrace uh, something, albeit painful, but something new in the midst of these seasons. He says, we all face death or little deaths in our life in varying degrees within our life. The choice is whether we, those deaths will be terminal, crushing our spirits or our life, or open us up to new possibilities and depths of transformation in Jesus. Now let me be clear, I don't believe that God causes these pains in our life. I believe God has the capacity to work within the midst of these pains in our life, this side of heaven, to bring new life, to bring resurrection, to bring transformation. The hope of Easter is that even in the midst of our broken and painful world, God stepped in and suffered along with us. And it's through that suffering that new life came to being within us and in the world. So there is this cycle, this invitation of life, death, and new life. And here we are in winter where everything on the trees around us is kind of dead. And sunny days like today make it easy, but when it's not so sunny and not so warm, I don't know about you, but I'm doing nothing but longing for springtime. Two days. Two days? <laughs> Great. Thank you for following those. So hopeful. Kara's just trying to embrace the message and be like, you got to embrace the suffering, y'all. But Lent is a season that is timed really well when we are longing for new life to spring forth. And it's also a reminder that we can enlarge our souls. We can become more mature people. We can believe the invitation that God has something good for us, even in the midst of the things we're suffering. You know, when I was driving down that road on Claremont, when both of those stories were right in front of me, the people who were sitting next to me in that car, my wife, my kids, were not possible in the life that I had imagined. They were not possible. Even in the pain of the aftermath when I was weeping in my dorm room with people because I couldn't imagine what life would be like after this, I could not see Christian Ann. I could not see my beautiful kids. That's what new life is like. That's what Jesus wants to forge within us when we entrust him with our soul and have the courageous power to loosen our grip on the life we thought we would have, to embrace the life that's in front of us, embrace the power of God to work good in any circumstance, no matter how hard it is. So I just want to lead us into this season of Lent maybe with some questions for you all to sit with. I got like three or four of them, and I'll just read them slowly. Maybe just close your eyes and see how these hit you. And then the last two questions will lead us into our discussion, time around tables. And before I, I, I give you these questions, I do just want to offer again the invitation to come to Ash Wednesday and come to the worship night. We're trying to create a space for you to bring whatever the brokenness that you're holding in this season whatever the pain that you're holding into this season, to come Wednesday and come help us enter into the presence of God together with those pieces of pain. And that's maybe just the first step, the first courageous step to just be with others in your community, 
worshiping, seeking after the presence of God, and seeing what happens, seeing what God can do and what God can heal. Let's go into this season maybe with some of these questions. What are we holding on to or what's holding on to us that we need to loosen our grip on in order to entrust our lives to Jesus? What are you in the process of grieving? What loss or suffering are either in denial, anger, bargaining, depression, or you've integrated into your life and it's expanded your soul? Where are you at in that process? Is tonight an invitation for you? Is, this not a con- is it not a, consequence that, or a coincidence that you're here? And is tonight maybe an invitation, a new one, to entrust your soul to the one who created it and went to great lengths to bring it forth in the world and to love it? What does it say about Jesus that he loved us so much that he embraced the world's deepest suffering and overcame it to offer us new life. Let me pray and then I'll usher us into our time around the tables. Jesus, I'm in awe of your love and capacity to suffer along with us, to make new things from the deep pain in our life. And as we enter into This moment and this season, God, we want to renew our trust in you as someone who is making all things new, even when we can't even imagine what that would look like. So Jesus, would you come into our lives? Would you take what we can't hold and would you make something new and wonderful and beautiful with it? In Jesus' name, amen.